Hi, everybody. This is Dylan Dillagaff. Without my sidekick, Isaac Israel, tonight, again, this is the second podcast in a row that he's missing. I think he may have been abducted. I'm not sure yet. We're waiting We're waiting to hear. I, of course, you know, if, if he got abducted, they would send him back right away. So here we are with episode number 23 of the Tickle Me Comedy podcast. And uh, we're brought to you tonight by Blue Zone Comedy and uh, Tickle Me Comedy. Uh, tonight, I have one of the greatest greatest comics that I've right, seen. Back it up a little there, Don. Back it up a little back with up. that off the bat. I know. Um, I'm going to, um, because to be honest with you, I just went blank. I know, I know your first name is Rob. Sherwood. I just, Sherwood. Yeah, I you got Duh. But I do know. I out of the home to do this, uh, didn't they, buddy? I know, right? So, oh, guys, it's not a, it's, it, you wouldn't believe what happened just before this, but I'm still cracking up from it. But anyway, so uh, Rob Sherwood, he's, he's great. He's, I read his bio earlier tonight. He is an amazing guy. We have a couple things in common that we're going to talk about that he doesn't even know yet. Oh, boy. But um, uh, so with that, let me uh, introduce Rob Sherwood and tell us a little about yourself. Uh, well, what do you want to know? It's my first time I've been out of the house in six months. First time I've had on pants. So I'm happy just to be here because I haven't been anywhere. Yeah, this pandemic. Yeah, it's kind of slowed everything up for us. But uh, So before the pandemic hit, did you have a whole bunch of I stuff had lined a, up? Well, actually, I'm the regular opening act for Carrot Top. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's my gig. And that's then, where I've seen you. Yeah, we do uh, 40-something weeks. Um, we do one week off a month. Mm-hmm. And on my off week, I'll go and travel and do other clubs and stuff, work the clubs here in town. Yeah, I just, uh, when you came in tonight, I thought, where have I seen him? And that's that's seen per- me, if that's where you're seeing me. Yep, Carrot Top Show, great show. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. We can't wait to get back to work. Yeah, he. Uh, if you haven't seen the Carrot Top Show, uh, he does a lot of prop comedy. And his staff... Is the timing is yeah impeccable. they got uh, three guys one of them is my son that works for him really yeah does all the sound effects and sets up the props and uh, yeah it's a it's a show it's a production and uh, he's it's a great show and so you get to do opening for him I open for him yeah do fifteen seventeen in front of him and uh, then he takes off and we hang out and it's a good time how'd you wind up doing that uh, when he first started his residency here he was looking for someone local because he had had a bunch of people doing it and they were looking for like local comics that wanted to do it so i went in one night and auditioned did the show we headed off we had a good time uh there was four of us that did it for years and then five and a half six years ago he came to me and he says listen do you want to do all of them and i said let me think about it yes yeah let me think and uh so ever since then it's been just me and him really yeah it's been great keeps me at home i don't have to travel so how do you come up with all that new material every night? Uh, I don't. No? No. I, well, you know, I mean, I mix things up and do different stuff, but I write new things. And as, mm-hmm. as times change, it, it, there's a format to it. And uh, I try. I don't do different 15 minutes every single night. I'm gonna be, but, yeah. you know, I add new things as I well, as they come appropriate. The audience is usually different. Anyway. Yeah. And it's hard for me to do too much topical stuff because he does a lot of topical mm-hmm. stuff. So he stays on top of the news and stuff that's going on. So I let him do that, and then I do other things, and mm-hmm. I mess with the audience and kind of play with them. And it's kind of a good cop, bad cop. He's the good cop, and I'm the bad cop, and just kind of insult some people if they show sure. up late. Because a lot of times people are coming in late, and I have to deal with them, and I make fun of people. And uh, and then he comes out, and they're not there to see me, so yeah. they don't even know I'm there. Yeah, they, they'll never remember you. They don't even know I'm there. They they have guy? no idea. They yeah. come in waiting for Carrot Top, and uh, they go, who's this guy? Yeah, who's that guy? That's pretty good. So how long have you been doing comedy? 
Oh, about 20 years. Really? Yeah. And what got you into it? Um, I was working in a comedy club as a sound guy. Mm-hmm. And I've always been in the performing set. I started out as a musician. Uh, I still play music. Um, and then I got into tech. I was a drama major in college and started doing tech in college. Then I started doing tech professionally. I was working in a comedy club here doing sound and lights. And I uh, watched it for a while. And I thought, I think I can do this. And started doing open mics. And next thing you know, I started doing it. So tell us about your first night. First night was at a bar in uh, Green Valley. And I was terrified. And I was going to leave. And I was, yeah, it was my ex-wife and I. And I told her, I said, come on, let's go. I can't do this. And the lady came over. She goes, you're on third. And I was like, oh, now I can't get out of it. And so I did it. And it went okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did it again. And it didn't. And then I did it again and it didn't. And then it took a while, but then you start to get your legs and you start writing and start doing, you know, stuff. And you just, once you start doing it and yeah, then once you get hooked, you're hooked. You, you have to take the bad with the good. There's a lot of bad. bad I mean, like we still have bad shows, oh, you know, yeah. Scott and I'll still, which is his real name. Yeah. Uh, we'll still have a, a clunker. Oh yeah. And we both look at each other and go, what the hell is that about? Cause you do the same stuff and you have the same energy right. and it's just you like, just, you know, it's audience. Right. But that's the fun part of doing it is that you just never know what it's going to yeah, be. I know. We did uh, at the Tickle Me Comedy Club, we did um, two nights in a row. One night was jam packed with people and the audience was flat. I mean, all of us comics, we were doing our best stuff and the, the audience wasn't responding at all. So the next night, truly there were only five people in the audience but it was the best audience we yeah, ever you had. Can't, you can't tell by numbers, no. that's for sure. Yeah, they, oh, my God. We we went over. We sat with the audience and joked with them. That was the best night ever, and it was only five people. It was- well, and that's what I think is the most fun about doing this is you just never know when you go on stage yeah. what it's going to be like. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's the little bit of nerves you get. Yeah. And-, and you still have to kind of, you know, scope out the audience before you go. So you kind of have an idea. Of yeah, you, but you know. But you not for you. Know. You know already. Uh, yeah, kind of, but I still, you never know when you go out there. I'll be out there for a minute or two and go, okay, this is going to suck. But then they can turn around on a dime or they suck for the whole time you're out there. Do they give you any, any intel? Like if there's a group of people or birthdays? No, the only thing I ask for, if there's anyone that might, we've had a couple of instances when someone came in and they were a little mentally challenged Mm -hmm. and they'll start saying something and not realizing that. And then if I say anything to them, then I don't want to be insulting to them because sure. I, because I'll, I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. A couple of times I didn't know and said something and yeah, yeah, oh. it's yeah. <laughs> so, and then you find out afterwards, you know, you go, well, I didn't know. No, I can't, I, mean, I can't see no, the can't. light. I can see the first two or three rows. So yeah, I always ask them if you know of anything, if there may be someone that may have Tourette's, or something and may start yelling in the middle of the set. Let me know. So I'll just go. That's a good well, I'll let them on. go. Yeah. I've got Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But other than that, there's usually nothing to worry about. And the, the, I, as I remember, the theater has, holds what, like 300? Oh, yeah. It's almost 400. It's three something, three and, it's and change. Filled every night, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're full every night. Great show. Yeah. Best shows I've, I've yeah. Been. It's a lot of fun. I, I, good I, gig. I go back to the timing. His props are right where they need to be. That's what they, every night they pack them in the same, oh yeah, the whole thing, the videos, the sound effects, the lighting effects, the whole thing. There's Mm -hmm. four guys, one, two, three, four guys that are tech, his tech guys. And then there's three other guys in the booth and then a guy backstage and all of them 
work together to make the one guy look good. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing show. So one of the things that we have in common was, I don't know, because you're not as old as I am. But, How old are you? Uh, okay, yeah, I'm probably a few years old. But, um, Maybe. Well, I can't do the math. I was born in 1952, and I went to school in California. 52? So I can't do the math. How I old am I? I can do the math. You don't want me to do the math, do don't, No, don't okay. do the math. We don't, we don't want you to do it. Because I might have like a heart attack or something, oh, geez, something. or I might get like all. Do this by myself. I know, right? I might get like. Oh. He's going to start asking me questions. I know. Uh oh. So, um, so when I was in high school, it was the back in the late eighteen hundreds. Back in the back when we'd ride our horses and our carriages, but we all had garage bands. Okay. And I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah, in fact, I play in a band now, and we practice in the guy's garage. Yep. And so my mom and dad's garage was was home base for this uh, garage band that we had. We had a lot of fun, though, in How high school. How many times the cops come? Uh, you know, I don't remember the cops ah, ever coming. you're not that good. Then. I know, right? We're not that good. We never had the cops come. We had to come to some Just parties. Just being loud. There's always a neighbor that'll come. Home. I know, right? Yeah. But um, I can't. of course, that's ancient history, so I don't really remember. But anyway, um, so I play the drums as well, as oh, you do. okay. And so... Um, and you know, as drummers, we never get the girls, right? Well, I don't know about you. Oh, but, uh, maybe it's just me. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't know, but we had a lot of fun in high school. Every weekend, we were out doing doing some party somewhere. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love, well, that's what I did through high school too. Yeah, and um, you know, Wipeout and um, Cream, um, all those great drum solos. Oh yeah, you know, you have to you have to be able don't to play, play anymore. Um, I haven't played for quite a while. But I wanted to get an electronic drum set. Yeah. Because I don't have a lot of room in my house. Okay. And they, the 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 sound is pretty yeah, good yeah, coming out of those. Good. Yeah. But I wanted to do that, but I don't really have a lot of room in my house. I, I was thinking about like a full blown drum set, but first of all, the neighbors would get pissed. There you go. The cops are coming. And the cops are coming. There you go. And then I've made it right. There you go. When the they, cops they, come, you, you know, ain't you made it till the cops come, right? There you go. Yeah, I like it. But I, when I was reading your bio, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and it brought back memories of the garage band that I was in. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Oh my god! When'd you stop playing? Um, what made you give up? Uh, college. College. You went to college. A wife. A wife. Yeah, they'll do that. Kids. Right. So when'd you lose the dream? Now I'm interviewing you. What happened right. here? This I don't know if I ever turned I, around here all of a sudden. I know. Hey, what's up with that? I don't know if I ever really had a dream of being a drummer. It was just kind oh, of really? fun to do. No. Yeah, show business was always my dream. Yeah. Was it really? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I never. I've been. Working professionally in the business since I'm 19. Really? Yeah, I've never done anything else. Never had a real job. You know what my dream was? Nope. I wanted to be an airline. Hopefully, pilot. he wasn't doing this show. I don't know, right? Nah, we're having fun. Come on. This is this is when comedy, you, man. It's comedy. When you when you Google fun, this is going to come up. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, but I, I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be a professional pilot. Oh, really? And so I went to school for to be a pilot, and I went to school to be a mechanic, aircraft mechanic, and all that kind of stuff. And because I have a disability, it's very competitive. And so my dream got bursted when I couldn't get any interviews to be a pilot. Did you go through the classes and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I you got certified and everything? Yeah, heck yeah. To be a pilot? Yeah. And yeah. you never got to be a pilot? Not not a commercial pilot. Oh, okay. But I, I got to be a private pilot flying. Well, that's what Caratop's brother is. Is he really? His brother's a commercial now. He was an F-16 Jeff fighter pilot. Oh, man. And, oh, uh, man. and now he flies for Southwest. Really? And if you met him, you'd go, you were an F-16 Jeff fighter pilot? Because he's just he's this silly fun guy, and you'd go really. really? But his dad was a. Uh, now I'm talking about him. His dad was an engineer for NASA. Yeah. And uh, helped like design the moon rover. Because Scott grew up in Cocoa Beach, Florida, near mm-hmm. Cape Kennedy. So yeah, the whole family's kind of accomplished. Yeah. 
how cool is that? Yeah. So then my career took me to uh, federal service and I wound up working for NASA. Oh, you too. Yeah. For, I spent uh, 26 years. Oh, nice. With NASA. In Florida? Or? No, here in, in, in California. Oh, okay. And at Edwards Air Force Base. Oh, that's right. I had some, oh my God, I had some awesome experiences, just like your brother. Um, or his brother. His brother, that's Not what Not my brother. But um, what a cool, you know, you're sitting there. I worked for a guy that was an astronaut, a former astronaut. And um, he was pretty bizarre. We used to say, you know, we think he had oxygen deprivation <laughs> in space because he came up with some weird stuff. Well, it was, those guys, that took a lot of, you know. Oh, I know. It took a lot of nerve to do what they did. Oh, yeah. I yeah. But I, I got to meet some incredible people. I got to fly. Do you know what the SR-71 is? No. SR-71 is the Blackbird, and it flies at three-plus times the speed of sound. And so NASA had, uh, when the Air Force retired them, NASA got like three or four of them to use for test beds. And so along with it, they got the simulator, the full motion simulator. And so did I got you? the- Did I did. you try it? Oh, did yeah. It? Oh, hell yeah. And? And it was awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. And you look at that airplane Didn't from- the, All right. And so you look at that airplane from the, from the ground and you think, that's enormous. Well, when I sat in the cockpit, in the, in the pilot seat, my shoulders touched the rails of the cockpit really? yeah, of well, the windshield. They're tight. Man, you are tight, but you're doing you're doing three point three point nine times the speed of sound. It is awesome. But you know, do you get a feeling of the speed when you're in it? Yeah, because it moves. Oh, so and you can see the ground. Oh yeah. Well, no, you know that's the technology. That thing was designed in the in the late fifties, early sixties, right? And so. When you're at 80,000 plus feet, you can't see the horizon because it's a curvature. that You see the curvature of the earth. Right. And so they had to come up with some way for the for the pilots to tell if they were straight and level or not. And so they did the coolest thing ever. They took a like a, a level laser beam and they hooked it on the on the on the instrument panel. And so when you turn, the laser beam stays horizontal with the earth. So it's a laser beam that runs all the way across the uh and when they fly the actual plane, that's when yeah, they do the same thing. Absolutely. Wow. That's way cool. And then because you're going so fast, you can't make turns because the engine will die from from air starvation at those speeds, and so it's a lot of fun. They call it a they call it an unstart, and so you're flying along, and the guy will tell you, "Okay, turn right," and so you turn, this thing shakes around and everything because the engine went went dead because it's not getting any air. But enough about me. Well, how do they turn it? Well, they just going a straight. It line? takes hundreds of miles to turn it. You can only do like one or two degree turns. Oh, really? Yeah. So it takes hundreds of miles to make a turn. Not that fast. Oh hell yeah, that's moving. Three point. Might not miss your target. Uh, well, it's all planned out ahead of time. So and you got cameras rolling underneath you, so it's like. Uh, but um, I know they don't just get in on Friday and go, hey, let's go for a spin. You know, these these missions are <laughs> planned out way far in advance. But doing three point eight five Mach is pretty darn fast yeah, at 80,000 feet. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so anyway, it was a blast. And, and uh, so my whole experience with NASA, I got to do some amazing things. It was totally cool. But I digress. It's all about you tonight. Come on. Well, it doesn't have to be all about me. Yeah. So, um, so well, I've never done that. Yeah. We'll go do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I bought it. So I talked about this before, but I bought a copy of uh, Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. Oh my God, what a blast. I've flown to the Eiffel Tower. I've flown to the pyramids. I flew, uh, I've landed in the Vatican today. Did you really? And I, I, I what zoomed. What did Pope have to say about that? He says, dude, welcome aboard. <laughs> he came out with this new ruling today. I don't know if you know that. The Pope did? Yeah. I did not know. About him. the priests and the nuns. They can kiss as long as the priests don't get in the habit. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, yeah, so I landed at the Vatican and I flew down the strip at 100 feet, right down the middle of the strip. It was awesome. Dodging signs and stuff. You're like fun. a big kid, aren't you? Pretty much. <laughs> my wife, my wife, um, I have two sons. We have two sons. And so when we were growing up, she called me the ringleader. And it took me a minute. She goes, I never, I never got in this to have three boys. And I, I said, we only have two. And then, oh, well, there you go. The I know what you mean. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, big kids. Just like you, I could tell you are too. A big kid? Yeah. yeah. Right? Do you have kids? I do. Four. Four? How old yeah. are they? Okay, now I got to do math. Uh, let's see. John, you were able to figure out how old I was. Yeah, Come John's on. 36. Haley's 34. Julia's 27. And Lily just turned 21. Nice. Yeah. So you're done. <laughs> I better be done. They come back, you know. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're too, not. Right? They're not coming back. <laughs> they, they they're not. Back. I, I just keep moving. <laughs> yeah. They don't know where I live. <laughs> when uh, when the last one moved out, that's the greatest day ever. There's only a few really great days in your life, like the day you get married, right? That's a great day. Um, the next great day is is when the last kid moves out and you become an empty nester. Yeah, I've been I've been that now since uh, Lily went to college. Yeah. So. So we wanted to ensure our bet. We wanted to make sure that they weren't coming back because we'd heard that they always come back. So what we did is we told them two things. First of all, the house is now clothing optional and we painted their room pink. Nice. So they did not come back. (laughs) That'll work. (laughs) It worked well. Yeah, exactly. But then the next great day that you have is when you become a grandparent. Okay. I got one of those too. Did you? Did you? I have a grandson, Jack, who is four. Nice, right? That's an awesome day, isn't it? Yeah, he's a lot of fun. My boys, I told them the only reason they're still alive is because I knew that if they grew up, they'd give me some awesome grandchildren. And they did. Oh, good. Thanks, Dad, for not killing us. <laughs> right? So it was it was pretty good. But that's a great day, too, is when you become a grandparent. Because then you, you've heard these all these old adages about you fill them up with sugar and then send them home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do yeah. that. You spoil the crap out of them and then send them home. But Grandpa said. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my granddaughters, I have two granddaughters. Um, one is 12. One is nine and a grandson that's four. And so my granddaughters refer to me as Grandpa Genius because oh. I've told them I'm a genius. Their mother says, no, he's not. She doesn't like me. And so I said, I can prove I'm a genius. And they go, how? I go, well, do you guys drink milk? And they said, yeah. I said, do you know where milk comes from? They go, cows. I said, nope. It comes from the store. They looked at me. What do you mean it comes from? Have you ever seen milk come from a cow? No. You ever seen it come from a store? Yes. Perfect. Genius. They took it hook, line, and sinker. Hmm. Huh. Kids aren't very bright, are they? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> they still refer to me as Grandpa Genius. <laughs> well, right? They're going to grow out of that. I got news for you. You're going to find out no. one day. They're going to go, man, is he an idiot? They think she's going to probably already doing that. I mean, <laughs> the oldest is going to be a teenage girl. And I was like, oh, I, I went through three teenage girls. Oh, so. you did. How yeah. was that? It was, uh, it was uh, the three teenage girls. It's a, it's a lot of work. Oh, not all at the same time, was it? Uh, no, actually, they were pretty spaced out, which was good. I mean, in age, not mm-hmm. <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Um, watch this. They're going to see they, this, you know. Yeah, they were, they were uh, they, actually, they were all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really didn't give me that much trouble. I mean, their attitude, but they didn't get in trouble. They were pretty good that way. My son was the only one who was a great kid until he turned 19 and then uh, got a DUI. Oh, yeah, that's that was the, the highlight of yeah, his life. No, yeah, but I, I couldn't imagine having having girls. Yeah, they, they were they were they were what I found being a parent is when 
girls are easier when they're little than boys because boys want to run and break stuff and everything. Little girls are very nice when they're little. Then somewhere around 12 or 13, the boys become manageable mm-hmm. and the girls become 13-year-old girls. And then mm-hmm. everything. That was a fear of my life, having girls and having to go through that. Because but I was lucky. Mine, mine were pretty good. They have drama. Oh, they have a lot. And Well, that's the other thing I learned. You have to do everything in pairs. If you have a girl party, you have to do even numbers. Oh. You can't do odd numbers with girls, right, girls? It's got to be even. Our production. You got to do two, four, six, eight. You can't do three, five because they pair off. Oh. And if they have even numbers, they can go in twos. If they pair off and you have an odd one out, someone's got to call a mom. Someone's got to get picked oh. up. So they got to stay in even numbers. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, that makes, well, that that's because you didn't have three girls. There you go. Boys, I thought boys were easy to discipline. Just whack them. Well, yeah. You know, okay, yeah, shut you can up. do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that's it. The girls, you got to talk to them. They, they got all this drama and all this stuff. But So tell me about your grandchild. Uh, Good little guy. Yeah, Jack. Not about that tall. Yeah. Um, he's fun, yeah. I don't get to see him as much as I'd like. We, they live here. Yeah, they live here, but we just, you know, scheduling and everything. But uh, when I'm around him, we have a good time, yeah. You know, they, they he goes to school and I work nights. Well, I did work nights. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we see him, you know, every few weekends or something. But, yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. Little, little little kids are so cool because they're so naive. And my favorite part is they believe anything you say. Yeah, like you're a genius. Yeah, like uh, he is a genius. <laughs> they're going to get wise, aren't they? Like you I said, right? I think so. It's probably yeah. coming. So they live in, uh, the, the two girls, they live in Canton, uh, Canton Ohio. And so once a year, I bring them out oh, nice. for a week, and we stay over at Tahiti Village. Have you been there? Uh, I have not. They I got the Lazy it. River, and they got all kinds of fun stuff. So we have a, a yearly ritual that they come out, and we stay at Tahiti Village. And they are just a, a whole bunch of fun. But I'm thinking the older they get, they're not going to have so much fun anymore. Are there boys there? I can hardly wait for that yeah, part. Coming. I know. And so yeah, it's coming. They're good little girls. They, um, Oh, my God. And they... Um, they idolize their father. Their father lives here with me. And they just absolutely idolize the guy. It's amazing to watch, but good little girls. So nice. they're going to be here. We had to, we had it scheduled for July, but the pandemic thing hit. So we had to reschedule. We're looking for Thanksgiving to, to do it. So oh, good. we're going to we're going to do it at Thanksgiving time, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And you're lucky that all yours live close by. Uh, two of them live here. One's going to school in Reno, and my one daughter lives in Irvine with her husband. That's not too far. Away. Yeah, no, we were just down there a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, that's old. That's my my new that's wife. Your new wife? My new wife. Got married last year. Did you really? Yeah, I got married last year. Uh, how was that? It was great. Yeah, I mean, it's third time. But, uh, yeah. You know what they say, third time's a charm. That's right. You know who says that? People married three times. <laughs> yeah, that's who came up with that stupid saying. Right? But this is the one that's going to stick because I got nothing else to give away. After this, I'll be <laughs> living in a shoebox under the <laughs> underpass. I got nothing left. So this one's got to work out. You get half of nothing because the other two got it. Yeah, this, this is it. This is the one that's going to work. Well, that was last year. And then this year, a pandemic. Where are we going I, next year? I don't know. What's going to happen next year? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was only married once. Okay. And... Um, then unfortunately she passed away a few years ago. Yeah. But um, for a comedy show, thanks. I know, right? That? I know. I had nothing to do with it. Well, that's good. To know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's no time but, to admit something like that. But she, um, um, she, she would come to all my comedy shows, and I don't know if your wife did this, but on the way home she'd say, "Don't say that joke again." 
Um, I, I'll get some, a little bit of, and, and my wife now is the uh, general manager of Brad Garrett's comedy club. Oh, cool. So she runs that club. Um, so are you looking? I, I thought I met her somewhere. Uh, you may have. She used to run Zany's in Chicago and now she runs Brad's club here. I think, I think I met her somewhere in the, in the travels. But anyway, yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, she'll, she'll give me tips or I'll always put a joke in front of her before I do it on stage and mm -hmm. say, what do you think? And she'll let me know if, you know, yeah. but she's a, she's a real good judge of it. She's been in the business for 20 years too. So mine didn't do it in, in, in meanness. She's, that's really stupid. So well, it's like, maybe she's a good judge. Yeah, of well, exactly. Well, she married me, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> good judge of character, right? <laughs> so Did she think you were a genius too? No. <laughs> Amazingly. No. I, she had a bumper sticker on her car that said, uh, all, all men are idiots and I married their king. Oh, there you go. She, and, she thought highly of you. Then. I know, right? Then I had to remind her. So if I'm the king of idiots, that makes you the queen of idiots. She took the bumper sticker off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't think that. But yeah, so when you were single, did you do the the online dating thing? No, no, I wasn't single long. I, uh, I mean, I was married for 20 years. We got divorced, and then I met her, and then we dated. We did long distance for. Seven years, and then uh, she moved out here two years ago. Um, yeah. And then before that, I mean, when I was single, they didn't have online dating. What mm -hmm. they had were bars. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't, we didn't, yeah, bars. We had to go to bars. We didn't Who have knew? to, we didn't get to go on the computer and they try get, to find that perfect swipe, mate. Right we had to spend a lot of money know, right? and buy drinks and get rejected. And uh, the good old days, huh? Remember, remember those days? days. And you'd spend $100 and, and nothing happened. Anyway, yeah, something wrong. I never got to do online dating. So I have. I was thinking about getting back into the dating scene, and so my friend Isaac Israel, who is missing tonight, by the way, um, was giving me tips on how to do online dating, and I thought I can't do that. I don't like rejection. And he says, "Oh yeah," he says, "You might contact somebody. They'll send you a text, and then you'll never hear from them again." It's like I can't live with that. I can't. I got to have closure. You can't just say hi to me and then never say hi to me again. So I, I don't think I, could, I would have been successful at the online dating. So what do you do? Well, I met a girl, a woman, and at the Goodwill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You are old school, aren't you? I know, you? right? Well, Most people when you can't go to a bar, go to Goodwill, because that's where the hot chicks are hanging out, huh? Goodwill. All right. Good for you. So I met her at the Goodwill. <laughs> Jeez. A couple years ago, and we've been together ever since. Think about walking around downtown Summerlin. Maybe you could up your game uh, a little bit. The no, Goodwill. Okay. The Goodwill. You know, you know. Salvation down... Army closed that day? I don't know. But I'm, you think, if you think about it, though, she's she, she's she's um, cheap. Cheap. That's what I was. Uh, that's not the quite the word I was looking for. <laughs> she, you know, she doesn't. We're not down at Macy's or down at the the forum shops, no, right? We're not. at the Goodwill. Finding things at Goodwill. And the best part, she worked there. She. Oh wow. And that meant I got, a disc I got a Stuff. discount. Oh, you can't what were you buying at Goodwill? Stuff. <laughs> what do you mean at the Goodwill? <laughs> I was All looking right. for girls. Are, are you still with her? Oh, yeah. Is she still working at Goodwill? Yeah, All absolutely. Right. Yeah. You get the you get the employee discount. It's awesome, man. Nice. Even on the red tag stuff. You know, the red tag stuff is, I don't know. I haven't been to Goodwill. I mean, actually, I, I, actually, I went to Goodwill when I got divorced. Because yeah, I needed to buy. I, I No, I wasn't looking for girls. Um, I was looking for actually dishes and things that I needed. So, uh, but yeah, I have been to good. That was the last time I was at Goodwill. Yeah, 
but hey, it's a great place. Although I drop things off at Goodwill. Yeah. So you may have some of my stuff. You may have some of mine. It could be. Yeah, that's a funny story. So you drop stuff off on Monday. And then you go there on Wednesday and you see your stuff on the shelf. Hey, that's really cool. I, wait a minute. I already got <laughs> Buying your own stuff back? I don't understand. <laughs> that looks really familiar. <laughs> or who gave that to the Goodwill? I want that back. And they, they say, you can't have it back. You have to buy it. You got to buy it back. <laughs> that's not good. I don't like that. But um, yeah, so we're still together. She's, a, she's an amazing woman. Um, and she tolerates me. There you go. That's the, that's, that's that's the, the key, key, right? She, uh, well, that's what I learned during this pandemic. One of us is amazing and the other one's a jerk. And, and can you changes, guess? Right? Can you guess what? No, it doesn't change. Oh, really? It does not change. Oh. And it's funny when I tell everyone that everyone already knew that before the pandemic. Really? One of us was amazing. One of us is a jerk. Hmm. And they knew which. And I don't was. use the word jerk usually, but that's what I'm going to do for the show. I use another word usually, but I'm keeping it clean. And people know who's who. Right? And everyone knows who. Mm -hmm. Well, she sounds pretty amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. And amusing. And, and yes, I'm very Just, lucky. Her, on the other hand. I know, right? So you you wonder what. The, you you, you you get a woman and she stays with you and everything. And then you think to yourself, what's wrong with her? Yeah, exactly. She's with me. I know. It's like there's really a lot of nicer people out there than me. Yeah, that's what I think all the time. I know, right? It's a little little insecurity thing I have. I but, but she's still there. I know, right? Well, she was when I left the house. I know. We'll see when I get home tonight. And all those dishes you got a Goodwill are with her now. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> You'll be back at the Goodwill on Wednesday. No. no. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it, so I couldn't do the online online dating thing. It was just way outside my wheelhouse. There's no way I could have well, done plus, that. Plus, you know, a lot of times the picture that they're showing you, it's not exactly who's going to show up. Exactly at the yeah. That's, so yeah, like you could put a picture of Brad Pitt on there. Yep, and then you show up. Duh. See, and then she'd say, "I hit the jackpot." That's right. Yeah. So when you brought a new woman into your life, how did your kids respond? Um. They were okay with it. My ex and I fought a lot, so they weren't surprised we got divorced. And yeah, they they dealt with it fairly well. They were already adult. Um, all three, the three were adults already, and the, my youngest was fifteen, sixteen at the time, maybe. Yeah. So they, you know, they adjusted. They realized what it was. What do you, what, you know, mm. they're okay with it. My boys, oh my god, I got such flack from both of them. It's like, what are you doing? And I'm number one at Goodwill. At the Goodwill. If we had higher hopes for you. No, they, I, I think it was, I don't know, any any woman I would have brought into my life, doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's, it was a hard, hard transition for them. But they're okay now. Yeah, they're fine now. But it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a little awkward. My parents stayed together, you know, their whole life. So mm -hmm. I never went through and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. having to deal with a, another person with yeah. my mom or my dad. And, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine it's a little weird, but I guess kids today, I mean, a lot of kids have, you know, divorced parents and step parents or whatever. So. My, my parents were married for all of our, there were six kids in my family and um, they, they were married for like 50 years. Yeah. So yeah, that's my parents too. So we never had divorce or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. In the family. No, they, they stuck it out. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up first 15 years of my life in New York and then 10 years in Florida. And then I've been here since 1979. Really? Yeah. You haven't seen any changes here, have you? No, I have not. It's exactly as it was when I got right here on, in 1979. Yeah. Were you here when the when the rocket fuel plant exploded? I was. Do you want to hear the story about that? I guess I will. Well, if you don't want to. No, go ahead. Why not? What else we got to talk about? So after the first shuttle disaster, we got a lot of stuff. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll give you the abridged version. Is uh, NASA forgot to turn off the contract. 
to the to the folks making the, the rocket fuel, right? I gather you lived here at the time. No, no. Oh, you weren't. I was working for NASA at another facility. So you weren't here when it actually blew up. No, but I've seen the video. Oh well, I was here. Did, where were you? Close? I was at actually. I was at the Tropicana. Were you? Oh yeah, and the whole building shook. Yeah. And then we were driving somewhere to go have lunch, and looked up and saw that mushroom cloud and thought, okay, we don't know what that is. Because no one even knew, we didn't know that there was a rocket fuel plant out there. Mm -hmm. It was a marshmallow plant, and then that would do it. And there was nothing out there. No, there was it was in the middle there. of nowhere. And uh, and yeah, I mean, it shook it. The whole ground shook. It was worse than the earthquake last year. I mean, this shook the whole ground. And then no one knew. And then they told us what it was. And then everyone's like, "Oh, good. That's got to be good air." Oh yeah. And uh, exactly. but you know, unfortunately, nothing happened other than. Oh, it was a big explosion. If you if you go out on YouTube, you can. Uh, you can see yeah, there's the a great video of it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm not very, as good as the one in Beirut. That one was a pretty good one. That was awesome. That was, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, unless you were in Beirut, well, then it wasn't so awesome. But yeah, fun to watch. I know well, from afar. And the tragedy of folks died and everything, but that was an incredible explosion. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! An amazing thing was that the one here, like only one person died. Yeah, but of course there was nothing out there, and I guess they got everyone. Do you know what the tragedy of that day was? No. Not that all that rocket fuel blew up or the person died, unfortunately. The marshmallow plant got destroyed. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. That's, that's what you need is a marshmallow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no more marshmallows for you. But. Um, <laughs> Skip the marshmallows. Yeah, we don't need any more of those. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I think the camera can see that. Uh, duh. But that's why I'm this way. I won't turn this way. So, I, I, so I've been here since 2005. And I talked to some people who lived up on Black Mountain. Yeah, that's blew their cool. windows out. That video was taken from. I there was know. a guy up there that was filming something. Just it was coincidence that he happened to be filming that day up on the mountain, and was just kind of. And when it went, and then it started on fire first. So there was the you know, and he was just kind of doing the smoke, and then all of a sudden, and you could see the ripples in the ground. Yeah, amazing. it was pretty good. Yeah, but so so people up on Black Mountain said they blew out some of their windows, and that's pretty far oh, away. Yeah. That's like yeah. three or four miles away. Yeah, anyone that lived in Green Valley had a lot of structural damage, cracked windows and stuff, yeah. That was pretty cool, though. I love explosions. Oh, yeah. That's I don't know. Fourth of July is my day. <laughs> and we, like, where's your car? <laughs> but And, you know, when you see the video, there's there's nothing out there. It's all just empty land all the way to the strip. Nothing, yeah. And well, now... None of this was here. I know. And now it's like this... this this um, yeah, no, no, when I moved here, uh, the town ended at pretty much ended at Jones mm -hmm. and there was nothing. Rainbow was kind of two lanes and that was it. That's and I know people that were here before that that remember when there was really nothing. here. Yeah. So, but so my understanding is that the rocket plant, the rocket fuel plant was where the auto mall is. Right. It's in that area. Somewhere yeah. in that area now is yeah. where it was. Yeah. But um, if, if for the audience, if you don't know the area, there's this giant auto mall here in Henderson. And um, they the Henderson have, Auto Mall. Henderson, there you go. Biggest mall of all. And so, Love with the names up I there, know, right? right? But um, Henderson is, uh, yeah. So anyway, all that's, all that's developed since, since that happened. It's an amazing place. Henderson's a cool place to live. Yeah, that's you live? live? Yeah. It sounded like you. That's yeah, it's a cool place. There's a. It's kind of like a, a planned community. There's a, a park within a mile of everybody's home. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. But I digress again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but um, You're still upset over the marshmallow factory blowing up. I, I know. know. I, 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 that was Mecca. 
For us marshmallow eaters, that was Mecca. It's supposed to be a comedy show, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But I'm not going to make fun of the host. What you know, it's, you it's, like, it's like if, 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 if Mecca and Israel blew up. Yeah. People would be... Hope nothing happens to that M&M factory, huh? Oh, Boy, that's... Oh, you're going to go out of your mind. I know. It's going to be like, oh, my God. I might as well just kill what about FLM? They were out there, too. Oh, they were right near the... They were right close to that rocket I'm factory. I love going that place. Oh, my God. And then over at the Bellagio, they have that chocolate waterfall. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's got like I've a... I've got a feeling you have. It's got... It's, it's they, you haven't gone over the waterfall. <laughs> They've they got to be behind glass. And a cracker. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Brits. Woo. With a marshmallow With a and marshmallow. a graham cracker, you could be your own s'more. I you could know. go over and be a... You could, you, you could actually less. be your own s'more. At the, I know. But they have this big glass barrier. They won't let you in there. Damn it. <laughs> You show up with your big marshmallow and your big graham cracker. You go, what do you mean I can't get in? I'm, I'm going to be my own s'more. These are my floaties. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, but it's really cool. It's, they have a ton of chocolate and it has this, it's in this waterfall thing. It's way cool. And you can't get near it? You can no, you can just sit there and drool. And you stick your finger in nothing? No, you can't do anything. You can put your nose print on the window. That's pretty bad. That's all. That's as close as you can get. Yeah, Dylan's been here, right? So after the pandemic's over, do you have anything planned? I mean, uh, to go back to work if we ever go back to work. Yeah, yeah no, we're waiting. We're just waiting for them to let us, uh, you know, do shows again. We're just whenever they decide, we can do them. Do you um? Do you guys rehearse or do you guys get together? Uh, we're gonna have to rehearse. Someone's gonna have to rehearse because I don't even know if I remember my act. I mean, I can make fun of you from the show, but it's like, you're going to have to come. I, know. I can make fun of you. But oh, yeah. There's that uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back. I got tapes that I can watch to remember yeah. my act, but it's going to be different. You know, if, especially if everyone's going to be sitting there with masks on. Uh, not the best for comedy, having no. people covering their faces. So I think I'm just going to ask people if they think things are funny, raise your hand. Yeah. Um, raise your left hand, bit funny, right hand. Um, you know, <laughs> but it's going to be different at first. And then. We're going to have to address it. We uh, did a show uh, the day after the October 1st shooting because that happened on Monday. That happened on Monday. We were off on Tuesday. We didn't do a show Wednesday. And then we did a show on Thursday. In fact, we got locked in at the Luxor until 6 o'clock in the morning because we were there when it happened. Mm. And the other guys in the crew left. They heard it. When they were driving away, didn't know what they were hearing. We got locked in. So two days later, we had to do a show. And of course, the, you know, it was still a crime scene at the time. And people were coming into our show. So, you know, I had to address it mm-hmm. just to that, say, well, yeah. And we just, I would say, look, you know, every, look, we know what happened, you know, a couple of days ago here. And, you know, we hope, you know, everyone that is, you know, it's a horrible thing, but you're here to laugh. Now let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. And then just went on with the act. And everyone, actually, we had some of the best shows we'd ever had that week right after that. Because I think because people just wanted to laugh and forget, which I think is going to happen when we start doing shows again after, the after this, that the people, are, because this isn't going away. I mean, I, I think that it's going to be with us. We're going to just live with it. For a while, yeah, you know, I but think it's gonna get better. It, it's well, it's better already. I mean, yeah. now they because I I would I went to a doctor today just for a checkup, but he said, look, they know they're they're de- they know what to do now. Mm-hmm. They know how to deal better with it. They know better medications to give people. They know so they can control it a little better. 
And I think this is just going to be one of those things we're going to live with once they, you know, so once we get back and running, um, I think people are going to be looking for all kinds of entertainment because there's no entertainment and it's not just here and it's not just in America. I mean, this is everywhere. You know, I have a friend who's in Australia. We were talking to him and they just started doing shows again, but they're social distancing. They're doing only 50 people in a show. So, you know, everyone seems to always want to focus on that this is happening in America and this is some kind of political thing. It's in the whole world. It's not just here. So the whole world is not really doing much of anything. Now shows are starting to pop up around this country. And I think they'll start popping up here hopefully soon. We keep hearing soon, but we haven't gotten a date. No idea. No, no idea. I mean, September's gone. Yeah. We were, they already said it won't be September. Now we're waiting for October. If it doesn't happen in October, it might not happen until the first of the year. Yeah, that's kind Which of New York did right off the bat. When New York shut down in April, they said Broadway wouldn't be back till 2021. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to come back till the beginning of the year. Uh, so we may be done. We may be off work till. Yeah, that's you know, kind so of what I think. I may be shopping at Goodwill there. in the yeah, next few months. We'll, we'll, I'll, 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 we'll look, I'll, look, I'll look for your girlfriend. Okay, no problem. We'll go do a show at the Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> a marshmallow. Yeah. That guy, the marshmallow guy. Oh, that's right. I was in a movie. I don't know if you know. Ghostbusters? Well, oh, yeah. Was that you? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no costume. I know, right? No makeup. No, just puff. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're just waiting to see. We're hopefully, we want to get back real bad. I mean, oh, everyone does. We want to, we want to get back and do shows. I mean, there's no cruise ships. There's no nothing. I know. So, uh, you know, we don't, we don't know. We're just waiting to see. But I'm ready. This is the first time I've done anything. I know. I haven't made fun of anyone in a long time. Well, thanks. I'm glad I'm, I'm doing it. Was, I'm glad I'm, you could. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you were here. I'm glad I was the butt. Maybe you were. Yeah. That's all right. If you can't laugh at yourself, right? Laugh at everyone else. That's right. That's my motto. That's what I've been doing since I got here. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. <laughs> Just inside. It's been internal. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is this has been a a, a great time. I've I'm not seen your well, I think I saw like I said, you you look familiar. I think when we did come to the show a couple of years ago. Yeah, people people remember me and then 10 minutes into Scott, they kind of forget me, but then they kind of I mean, I meet people. I've had people come up to me and go, hey, we saw you on for Carrot Top. And so, I mean, yeah, but, it, you know, but he gets a lot of repeat business, too. I know he does. We it's get, a great we, show. Yeah, we get a lot of people coming back again and again. So when you get when you get uh, audience feedback like that after the show, do you go out and greet the people? No, as I, they don't, leave? I, I don't greet anybody. I don't. He does a meet and greet before the show. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'll have people come back after the show backstage into the dressing room. But I don't go out and see anyone after the show. For a particular reason, or uh, not any particular reason, other than either I leave when I'm done with my set and he's still on, or when we leave, everyone's usually gone by the time yeah. we leave. I don't stand out there and shake hands and say hi to everybody. I, I wind up doing that a lot because saying hi to everyone after. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, you know, I hope I you enjoyed the show. I don't care. Um, I, it's horrible, isn't it? I don't no, know. that's not horrible. Well, plus I don't want to shake everyone's hand, well, and especially but, now. But I would—I didn't like doing that before this. Not that I'm, I'm not a germaphobe, but, but it, you know, sweaty hands and just the hundred sweaty hands I got to do. But you get a lot of feedback, especially. Like yeah, not- and you know what? The last thing I want to hear is I got a joke I want to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't ever. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the only when I work comedy clubs, sometimes I used to sell 
a CD and T-shirts, which I don't really do anymore. But after shows, sometimes then I would have to say, you know, and that was the worst part of. You of do, do this, Joe. I hated dealing saying, and I don't mind saying hi to people. I'm not antisocial, and then I just when I was selling things, I'd have to sit there and schmooze. talk to them and schmooze, and and I don't like schmoozing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I use it as a way to get some feedback. You know, if you. If some people say, "Hey, great show, great show," you but really then you want see, their feedback? well, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as, as I, I haven't don't you, it. don't you get the feedback from the way they laughed at your jokes? Uh, That's the feedback I want. But see, I haven't been in as long as you have. How and long so, have you been doing it? Six years. Okay. And so I'm not, I'm not as as cultured as you are. So the feedback, what I get, where I was going with that is, people come up to you and say, "Hey, great show, I really liked it," but I watch the ones that just walk by and don't make eye contact. Yeah, those are the ones you should ask. Yeah. Those yeah. are the ones, hey, what'd you think? Yeah, exactly. And I've had some people come up and say they didn't like a joke, and I'll go, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. but I don't really. The one that gets yeah. me is, you should I got, you should do this joke. Oh, God. Yeah, people, and I don't do anything political on stage, mm -hmm. so I, I stay away from that. Um, I So I really don't have anything that really will offend anybody. Unless I say something to somebody that, you know, but I do it in a way where people seem to like it. Yeah. Even if I'm kind of insulting someone, you Did know, you like, mean, like that, like that, that kind of a joke. Um, I'm not insulted. But, having, uh, I'm yeah. Not, so I'm having s'mores afterwards. Yeah, there you be. go. But I'm not going to get that image out of my head now. I know, right? You with you, a big s'more. I know. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't really... Uh, yeah, people usually come up and say they had a good time, which yeah. is what you want. But for you, what I what I take out of that is, is the audience feedback when you leave and they applaud and all that good stuff kind of gives you your, your... Oh, yeah. And then I have a lot of people come back. I mean, when they bring people backstage to mm -hmm. see him, because he has a lot of celebrity friends oh, that I come back and everything. So I get to meet a lot of people and they always tell me they really enjoyed the show and, mm -hmm. and they had a good time. And that's really nice to hear. You know, it's yeah, better it than you suck. Yeah. You or, suck really isn't the thing you want to hear. No, at the end or the nobody come back. Well, and like I said, you can always tell if you've had a good show. Like it always drives me crazy when comics go, "What do you? How do you think I did?" You go, well, "Don't you know? Yeah, you did you not? Know. Did you not hear what yeah. was going on? Yeah. You can't tell." Yeah. So you know how you do. Or when you get off stage and, and all the other comedians, hey, that was a good set, and you know you, you right. bombed, right. but they're you all know you didn't they're just placating you. It's like, oh, uh, and it happens. Good. You know, yeah. it'll happen from time to time. You hope it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, it's uh, but once in a while it'll. It'll be a clunker. So I've I've uh, I haven't been in it for that long, and I'm not full time. You know, I retired, and so this is kind of like just a little hobby, little kind of a hobby, sort of kind of. And then I got associated with Isaac, and he's making me do this stuff. He's oh, good. You know, he told me if I don't do this, I don't get paid. You get paid for this? No. Oh, okay, I, didn't I was going to go out because I didn't, I didn't talk money to anybody. So if there's a check, I'd like to see it. I know, right? Don't drop it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you know what you get for doing the show tonight? It's no, a bag, I have no idea. A bag of marshmallows. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Unopened? Uh, did, did you already dip into them already? I did you dip? You dipped in there already. You already had a few, haven't you? Yeah. I've dipped into. I don't know. I think. Uh, I, I think we've had a pretty good night. I, I really enjoyed talking oh, with you. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, this was a good yeah, time. I, uh, I, I, I'm. I, like I said, haven't been out of the house in six months. Yeah. I don't. I, I play golf and I stay home. I've taken. Uh, a trip. I did a weekend to California to help my daughter move. Uh, in uh, June, my wife and I drove to Chicago to see her mother, and we didn't want to fly because her mom's 80 years old, so mm -hmm. we wanted to keep her safe. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went camping about three weeks ago up in Utah, and that's all I've done. That's all I've done. I haven't gone out anywhere. I don't. I haven't been to a restaurant. 
since March. Uh, I don't want to eat inside anywhere. Um, I haven't gone to a bar. I haven't been out wow. anywhere. I've done anything. I've been in my house. I've watched a bunch of TV. I've caught up on all sorts almost. of, uh, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Nice. I've, I've watched all sorts of, uh, series on Netflix and, uh, Oh, do you have Amazon prime? I do. Oh man. I got, I don't watch a lot of like TV shows. I, I do other things, but there's this program, this series on Amazon prime called, um, man in the high castle. Did you see that? No. Oh, basically it's a really cool premise. It's, uh, what would have happened if Germany and Japan would have won World War II? Oh, that's what I want to watch now well, during a actually, pandemic. Thanks. That'll cheer me up. No, no, no. It's really very good. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like a lot of fun. I'll be speaking German, eating sushi every day. Yeah. So, no, it's really, really good. So watch, watch one of the episodes. And let me know what you think. <laughs> How does it work out with them taking over? Um, it's very interesting. Really? Yeah, it's very cool. They, they, they split up the United States. Japan has one half. Then there's a neutral zone. And then Germany has the other half. And it's it's actually pretty cool. It's a, is there any resistance, or are we just oh yeah, all oh yeah. stepping around the neighborhood? There's a, there's a resistance force. It's pretty cool. Oh, so okay. It's very intriguing, very complex. Uh, but I don't really watch a lot of series. But I got hooked on that one. It's like yeah, we watched the Ozark and the Amazing yeah. Mrs. Maisel, and uh, I watched we watched Tiger King, which Tiger King. I still I'm like, what the did he? Um, huh? Did he kill him? Did he kill who? No, it was her. Did she kill her husband? Yeah, Who the hell he? knows? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing, I watch the whole thing and I go, what am I, what am I watching? What, what, this must be a pandemic. I know. This is pandemic TV. But then hockey started, which was great. Oh, yeah. So that was the first sports. Although I love the sports bet. That's kind of a an Achilles heel that I have mm -hmm. is sports betting. And when this thing started, of course, there were no sports. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't bet. And I couldn't go out. I couldn't eat out. Turns out I was making a lot of money just not doing anything. I was, there you go. but then I found ping pong. You could bet on ping pong. So I bet a three team ping pong parlay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I lost. And you lost I know absolutely lost. nothing about ping pong. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, I have to do this every single week. Every time we do a podcast, it's my job to do this part. We have to come to an end. Oh no! No, say come it's on, so. say I it's know. not so. We got We got to just keep I gotta going. Go home? Let's let's rebel. Let's just keep going. No, actually, we um, we we have to come to an end. Okay, well, all good things come to an end. I had a, a great time. Well, I, thanks. I, I, I'm glad I got to meet you. I'm glad I got to meet you too. I'll be uh, I'll be out there in the carrot top audience as one soon day. As we come back. Let me know. Yeah. Get a hold. Get a hold of Phil and. Oh yeah. Get you some tickets to come to the show. Bring your mask. Bring your bring your girlfriend from Goodwill. I'll, I'll wear a Goodwill shirt. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, I'd like love it. to have you. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 23. Again, we're brought to you tonight by Tickle Me Comedy Club and Blue Zone Comedy Tour. And uh, we really appreciate your viewership. Tell your friends about us. How can we find you? Do you have social media? I'm here, right here. I'm right here. You just found Duh. me. I, uh, I don't do social media too much. I use, use Facebook to kill time. Yeah. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram, but I don't post yeah. much. I don't tweet. Do you have any sets up on YouTube or anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can Google, okay. can you Google, you? just Google Rob Sherwood. Rob and Sherwood. I have sets on there that, okay. that get posted, but, uh, not a big social media guy, I'm kind not. of an anti-social media guy. Look him up on, yeah, on Rob Facebook. Sherwood on, see Rob, what you can find. We've had a great time. We got off on a bunch of subjects. Uh, I really enjoyed it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye.